Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um, so yeah, we're going to be carrying on just very quickly. Don't worry, I won't be too long. Um, we're going to be carrying on our Emmanuel series on God with us, um, looking at God, uh, Emmanuel with us to the end. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the season that we've just finished um, or sort of come to the end of today or Actually, I think officially it's yesterday, um, which is Advent. So I want to talk a little bit um, about Advent. Now, Advent is one of those really strange seasons because December is a month the same as any other month, but we do things completely differently, um, and everything sort of builds up over December. So yeah, I just wanted to do, who was it? Was it Erin and Ben? Do you want to come up for a second? So over the last month, some things might have been different in your house or around the things that you've done in December in the build-up to Christmas? What sort of things have been different, maybe you've done throughout the month that you wouldn't normally do? Uh, I don't know. Not too sure. Ben? Um, decorating. Decorating. Wonderful. Christmas tree. Wonderful. Amazing. Uh, maybe something you've done, what have you done maybe every day? Eat chocolate. Eat chocolate. <laughs> Wonderful. Why have you eaten chocolate? Because it tastes nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, in what form? What have you normally opened every day, Erin? Possibly. What do some people open every day? Advent calendar. An advent calendar. Amazing. Thank you. Big round of applause to these two. If you just stay here for a second, because I need you for a game. Now, I've got an advent calendar here. Um, um, which is a very fancy event calendar, I know. And uh, just for a little Christmas game, um, I thought it'd be interesting to know, obviously normally it takes 24 days to open an advent calendar, because that's how, that's how much the excitement is that it takes 24 days. I want to ask you two, how quickly do you think you can get 24 things out of this advent calendar and on the floor, okay? So I'm gonna put it, give it to you here. So Evan and Ben, do you wanna go over to the front? Okay. We're going to give them a three, two, one, and then stand back because there probably will be carnage. Three, two, one, go. Oh, they're going for the doors. They're going for the doors. Wonderful. I've got to say, I was a little bit worried that they would just sort of tear it apart. Amazing, wonderful. <laughs> no time at all, no time at all. Wonderful, thank you guys. Can you give them a big round of applause? Perfect, okay, that's fine. You know what, do you want to start chucking them out? That sounds like a very good idea. Do you want to go pass them around? Make sure, sorry, do you want to go and make sure there's sharing happening? <laughs> As the pastor, so I can do sharing well. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So, obviously, it has been a very different kind of month over Advent, and we've seen lots of different things happening. Um, but I suppose, what is Advent for most of us? What is Advent? And I really think Advent for most of us is a time of waiting. It's a time of waiting and preparedness. If you go back a slide, actually. Um, so most of you may be aware of the... Oh, one more on Kurt, if that's all right. 
Oh, sorry, as in, there we go. Most of you may be aware of this advent calendar. Growing up, this is the time where maybe an R might, you know, elicit. We didn't have chocolate and advent calendars. Yeah. Growing up, we had a lovely paper advent calendar. And there was four of us, which meant that every four days, one of us got to open and see a little picture of the nativity. And then we got to about 12, 13, and there was an advent calendar of chocolate, which every four days, one of us got to have one of. Even after my siblings left home, we'd save them. My parents would put them in a little bag, and then on Christmas Day, they'd give them the advent calendar. So we only got a quarter of an advent calendar. I know. So as soon as I turned 16 and I started working, I bought one for November and one for December. <laughs> and I made up for lost time. Yeah, so Advent for, all of, for a lot of us is a time for waiting. Maybe you're waiting for the Christmas tree to go up. You're waiting for the lights on the streets. Maybe you're waiting for term to be finished, for work to be finished, waiting for time with family. I know some people here have traveled many, many miles to be with family this Christmas. You're waiting, waiting for Christmas. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think Advent, it's wrong to think of Advent as a time of waiting. Advent is waiting. It's a time of expectation. It's also a time of reflection and hope. Because we know that Christmas doesn't just mean the tree, the presents, the lights, the family even. Christmas is our time to be awestruck at the incarnation of what it means to be with Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord of all heaven and earth, taking the form of a baby so that he may bring the kingdom of heaven, bring the restoration of all creation and the restoration of those made in his image, in us. Today I want to talk not specifically about the last 24 days, because you've experienced those, you don't need me to talk about those, Um, but I want to talk about our Advent, or rather, remind us what Advent should remind us of. So Advent is the 24 days leading up to Christmas, as we know, and it's meant to do two things. It's meant to do two things. If we jump ahead a couple of slides. Firstly, Advent is meant to remind us of the Old Testament Advent, when the nation of Israel waited with hope and expectation. When the nation of Israel waited for the expectation of a Messiah who was going to come and save them, the bringing and the expanding of the law, which is meant to point us to the need for a savior. And it all culminates, and it grows and grows and grows, and it all culminates in the birth of Jesus. So the birth of Jesus, and then we see his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection. And that's the part kind of where we get up to, and we're we're there now. We think about this build-up and this expectation And Jesus is born, this precious baby Jesus that we think of this morning. But it doesn't just end there. It doesn't just end there. We have his life, his death, and his resurrection. So that's one thing that Advent's meant to do. It's meant to remind us of the build-up, that expectation of Jesus coming, of years and years and years of people waiting for Jesus. 
And every year when we do December, we're meant to be expectantly waiting with hope for the Savior and remembering what's been and what's gone. But it's also meant to point us to our Advent, that we're in now, this church age that we're in now. Because Jesus wasn't just a baby. He didn't stop as a baby. He grew up. He lived. He died. He rose again. And we read in Matthew, after Jesus had rose again, before he ascended, in Matthew 28, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that starts this sort of almost second advent, this second period of waiting. Our advent. And our advent culminates, finishes in the return of Jesus. When Emmanuel, God with us, is fully realized for all eternity, what it looks like for Jesus, for God to be with us, eternally and forever. The incarnation, the coming of Jesus, is the start of God dwelling alongside his people in a new way. It's the start of a now and not yet period that we live in now. I just want to talk about that very, very briefly this morning, because I think that time of now and not yet really reminds us of that Advent time, that hope, but that expectation. That time now is a time of hope. This age that we live in is a time of joy and hope. We celebrate the victory of Jesus, this little baby who we see at Christmas who grows up to be the lion and the lamb. We remember the cross. We're in awe at the empty grave. We see miracles of healing. We see the coming of the kingdom of God. These are all incredible things that we experience as Christians every day. But there's also expectation. There's discontent, reflection, patience. It's not quite there yet. We haven't quite got to Christmas Day, as it were. There's a longing there. We still see sickness, sadness, loss. So in many ways, this time that we live in is very much like Advent, that expectation for when everything will be realized. We see in Romans, the Apostle Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And we'll jump ahead to verse 22. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with it in patience. We are in that time of Advent. We are in that period of waiting in expectation and hope for all that will be, whilst also knowing 
what has already been. I don't know about you kids, but so I work at a school now, and there's something about just being in a lesson. Maybe that's the day before Christmas, the term ends, maybe it's two days before the term ends, and you just, maybe I shouldn't say this. You're willing the time away. You know, you're just sat there and you're going, oh, okay. One more lesson, one more lesson, and then we're finished for term. That sort of waiting, that expectation, that's what it's like. That's what it's meant to be like, this time that we're in now, where we longingly expect and hope for the return of Christ. And that time, it won't be a Christmas dinner, it will be a marriage feast for Christ and his bride. Maybe there'll be turkey, I don't know. (laughs) What does that mean for us today? What does that mean for us today? That hope and that expectation is there, but also hope and celebration. We enjoy all that God has blessed us with, and that's one of the great things about Christmas. We celebrate all that God has blessed us with. And as Christians today, we know that the victory is won, that the baby has come at Christmas. We know that God keeps his word. He has come and he will come again. And that means all that know and trust in him are free. But it also means expectation. Things not maybe being exactly as we want them to be right now and waiting for that time to come. And I also think it means one more thing, and that's action. I think that's part of that expectation. Remember the joy with which Ben talked about opening that advent calendar, or rather the chocolate inside. What if we treated our Bibles as we did an advent calendar? Parents, have you ever had to force your child to open an advent calendar? No. What if we had such fervor every day as during this time of Advent, we open our advent calendar every day and we receive what God's got for us? And the Great Commission, that's our second action. As Jesus says, go and make disciples. That's what we've been called to do. So this time of Advent of Christmas, I really hope you have an amazing, wonderful, blessed time today. But I hope in all the presence, in all the joy, in all the family and everything, we don't miss what's right at the center, which is a baby who was born so that he could grow up and die for us. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you.